Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Collins, and this week I thought I would chat about 15 things you need to know to make the most of your trip to London. So obviously this is based on uh, a lot of experience and as well as uh, living in the city, I've visited numerous times, um, including a recent time spent there in April and in June this year. Um, So uh, basically I thought this would be a good opportunity to have a chat about the 15 things I really think will make a difference and help you get the best out of your visit to London. So first of all, uh, the first tip that I'm going to say is um, use our resources. So we have a ton of resources. Obviously, you've listened to the podcast now. So we have the UK Travel Planner podcast and we do have numerous episodes about London. We have got more in the pipeline. Uh, Recent episode 54, I shared my top 10 experiences uh, in the city. had an absolutely wonderful few weeks exploring London. Um, And I took the opportunity to share with you what those 10 things that made a difference to me, those experiences that I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed when I was in London. So I recommend that you have a listen to episode uh, 54. We've got plenty of other episodes as well, episode 24 and 31, where we talk about how to get around London and public transport. We have some trip reports from uh, some of our group members and uh, listeners. Uh, Cheryl Ridpath-Conway and her family trip to London in episode 13, and uh, another episode uh, with Rob Bruns, episode 28. We do have one with him who talks about his uh, his entire trip around the UK, but we did one specifically about London. Um, we have episode 19 where we talk about day trips from London, and we also have episode 4 where I do share some tips for first-time visitors. So do pop over and listen to those podcast episodes. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast, so you're a podcast, you enjoy podcasts, so do take a listen. We also have the UK Travel Planning website, and we have a sister site to that called London Travel Planning. So londontravelplanning.com, which we're, obviously we have a lot of uh, London content on there. Uh, we have quite a bit on UK Travel Planning as well, but we had decided that there was opportunity to start londontravelplanning.com. So pop over there, check out that. We're building up more and more resources on that all the time. Um, We also have some um, essential guides uh, that we sell. We have written some eBooks. We've got a London travel guide and itinerary planner eBook, which is available. And that I I kind of wrote that. It took me a few weeks to put that together. I have to say a good few weeks. Um, And it includes a step-by-step guide to planning your trip to London, a guide to the different seasons and what you can expect, top 10 attractions, how to get around, information about food and drink, best day trips, tips and facts. And we've also included example itineraries with maps and an area and accommodation guide. Um, So I'm going to give a kind of special announcement for podcast listeners. So you guys out there, if you would like to um, purchase our essential guide 
to London um, an itinerary planner ebooks, you can get an exclusive $10 off using the code UKTP podcast at essentials.uktravelplanning.com. I will put a link in the show notes. Normally that retails or we sell that for 39 US dollars with obviously the $10 off, you will get that for 29 US dollars. So uh, do pop over and um, and purchase that because it's got all of my collective wisdom and Doug's wisdom in that ebook. And we've had some excellent reviews of that. So that's the first thing that I would say. Use the resources that we provide. Um, next thing I want to say is don't over plan. It's so easy and so hard, maybe not easy, but it is really easy to over plan um, because it's hard to not want to see everything. Obviously, everybody wants to see everything. I always want to see everything. You know what? And it's just so easy to actually over plan. Um, so you can get stressed planning it, planning it because you're like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And your list just is huge. So I recommend number two. So look at your interests. Write down what are the things that you really want to see. And then you're going to have to choose. So the best way to do this is to look at things that you really, really, really want to do. So those are your must. I've got London. I really, really want to go to the Tower of London. I really, really want to go to Borough Market. I really want to go to Sky Garden. Those things that you kind of have at the top of your list going, I really want to do those things. Then start grouping those places together. Group those places together. So if you get a map, figure out where they are. And that was something that Rob Bruns actually talked about in, in um, episode 28. That's how he planned his trip. He looked at where the different places were located. So ideally what you want to do is you want to try and group those things together into one day when you're in a one day itinerary. So you can do that. For example, Westminster Abbey, House of Parliament, London Eye, uh, they're all close together. So that there you are. You can group those together. Um, Tower of London, Tower Bridge, Borough Market, close together. So again, you can have a morning uh, Tower of London. You can pop over to Borough Market and have some uh, some for lunch and then pop back to the Tower Bridge if you want and do the Tower Bridge experience. Obviously, if you don't want to do that, you can walk across the Tower Bridge to Borough Market so you get the fantastic views. Um, yeah, so, you know, group those things together. Look at the themes that you're interested in. Are you a Harry Potter fan? You know, do you want to go to museums? Are you interested in art galleries? That sort of thing. And sort of piece those together. So obviously, again, we have a lot of articles on the website and obviously our ebook will help with that. We've grouped those things together. Also, I know London can be quite expensive. So if you're budget conscious and you're thinking, oh, it's going to cost me a lot of money to go to all the different places I want to go to, just bear in mind that there are lots of free things to do in London too. So, for example, the Sky Garden, art galleries, museums, go to the Changing of the Guard. Those, those are free things that you can do in London. So once you've got your idea of the places you want to go and you've got those grouped together and you go, right, okay, so that's day one, day two, day three, day four, whatever you're working on. Then think about booking your tickets and tours um, because things do get booked up. So, uh, you know, we have an article on this on the London Travel Planner. And again, I'll put a link to it. So you need to be kind of things like the Sky Garden that opens up three weeks before to make sure that you book that if you want a particular time, specifically the later on in the day, it becomes, it gets very uh, booked up. And you don't want to miss out on it. We've been so many times to Sky Garden and the queue for people who are trying to get in that day is always long. And Generally, I mean, most of the time, you either wait in the queue for a long time or you actually don't get in. Uh, whereas it's a really easy thing to pop on the website and and book your book your slot for the Sky Garden. So again, I guess it's it's kind of being conscious of those things that you want to do. Also, add up to see if one of the the uh, tourist passes, for example, London Pass, is that going to be worthwhile using for you? 
So, you know, add it up and think, okay, if I buy the London Pass, it's going to cost me this much. Um, if I do it, you know, if I know I'm definitely wanting to see those things, but if I do that and pay each individual cost, how much will that add up to? Um, so some ways, obviously, you need to do that the maths on that. I do have an article on that. So you can see if it works out for you. Do also look at tours beforehand. You know, they get booked up. There's nothing worse than arriving somewhere and you really want to do something and you find out that it's booked up. For example, Harry Potter Studios, very, very busy, booked up a long time in advance often. Um, you know, we're visiting at Christmas, I'm already getting that booked. Um, so, you know, a few months out, you need to be looking at those things and saying, okay, which are the definite things we want to do that I'll be really upset if I missed out on and get those booked. Um, another thing to think about um, is obviously getting around London, which we'll talk about, but it's, um, you know, don't underestimate the amount of walking that you will do. There's, you know, it's a very walkable city. Um, there is excellent public transport, which I will talk about in a second, but um, make sure that you really have comfortable shoes on. It's, you know, there's nothing worse than after day one and you've got blisters all over your feet. Tell me about it because that was me in April because I unfortunately had to have new shoes for when I arrived in London. And um, yeah, so it was it was pretty painful. Um, so do make sure that you have comfortable shoes, boots, trainers, whatever you call them, to make sure that, you know, you can enjoy walking around the city. Um, I will just say as well, just a, a little kind of tip as well, pay attention when crossing the road. I actually nearly got knocked over by a bicycle myself. It wasn't for Dommy from Scale and Studio we were having a photo shoot. Um, he actually saw the cyclist come in and pulled me back. I would have been knocked over, uh, wiped out. The guy was going so fast. So not only, obviously, if you're not used to driving on the left and you're going to look the wrong way for a start off, you know, you have to look both ways. You just have to because there's bicycles, seems to be everywhere, um, and they are fast. Um, so that's just a little tip. Um, so when you're thinking about visit, obviously consider when you're visiting because it's busy and expensive during certain times of the year. So um, obviously Christmas, Christmas is very popular. New Year is very popular. Um, summer season, so July and August. It can also be very hot. I know they've had a lot of rain um, this last month, but when I was there in June, it was incredibly hot. Um, it's also very busy. Uh, it, it, in fact, it was busy in April. I was a bit surprised, but then I guess with the run up to the coronation. But I think, um, you know, consider that when you're booking, if you can avoid the sort of July, August time of year, then I highly would recommend that you do. It is getting very hot in Europe. Um, I know London has not been particularly um, hot in the last month, but um, it can get very, very hot in London and sticky and really uncomfortable. And, you know, museums don't have um, air con and things like that. So, you know, underground doesn't have air con. A lot of hotels don't have um, air con. So that's something to consider. So I guess that brings us up to the weather. You have to be flexible. So, you know, uh, as I say, the, I've heard it's been raining a lot in the last month. So you just have to have some flexibility. So obviously when you pack in, think about what you're going to pack. I would check the weather you know, a week before you arrive and then sort of look at your packing list then potentially and change and add things in. Because, you know, if it's if it could rain, it could rain the entire time. It could be red hot the entire time that you're there. So you kind of have to have that flexibility. Um, if it's raining, go to a museum. You know, they're perfect places to go if it's if it's raining in London and you're like, oh, can we, can we swap things around? That's what I'm saying. Give yourself some flexibility. Then go to one of the museums. South Kensington, you've got the v &A, you've got the Science Museum, you've got the Natural History Museum, you've got plenty of museums and they're free. Next thing to think about is to consider where you are going to stay in London. And I cannot stress this enough. 
um, it's really, really important to consider where you're staying. Now, I get, I totally understand how expensive it is to stay in London. Um, it, it is. It's really pricey. And so to save money, you think, okay, you know what? I'm going to stay outside London. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to just get the train in and out. Don't. Seriously, don't. It's going to cost you for a start off. It's going to cost you in time. It's going to cost you in money. It's going to cost you in patience because seriously, it's rush hour. You don't want to be going in and out of London anyway. And also, you know, at the end of the day, when you've been walking, you could do 25,000 steps. Do you really want to get into a tube or and then get yourself out of London and then have to walk to your accommodation? Similar, even if you're staying in London, in, you know, in zone one or two, especially zone two, you've got to think about how am I going to get backwards and forwards to the places I want to go? Because most of the attractions in London are zone one. So are you going to have to do a walk to a train station? Are you going to have to uh, catch a bus, which is fine. If you're near a bus stop, that's absolutely, getting buses around London is a really great way to get around. But just kind of think where I am, how I'm going to get there from the airport, another great thing to think about, how I'm going to get to where I next want to go to if you're going to travel around the UK. So think about the train stations that you're near. Think about being near a tube. Think about that you've got to get your, if you don't want to get a, a private transfer, that you're going to have to get your luggage onto the tube system. Do you want to do that? So really think about where you want to stay. So, you know, I've got, I am going to do a podcast episode about that. And my favorite areas at South Bank around the Tower of London, I really like Covent Garden is an excellent area. There's definitely some brilliant areas to stay in London. Yes, it is pricey. I can't, I can't do anything about that. If, if I could, I would, but I can't. So really the London part of your trip, unless you're just spending the time in London, it's probably going to be splurgy time when it comes to accommodation. Um, do check for air conditioning, do check for lift, um, elevator if you need one, because not all hotels will have either air conditioning or have lifts. Uh, these are a lot of old buildings, so they're possibly not allowed to have air conditioning and they haven't got room for a lift. So if that's really important to you, you need to consider that when you do the booking. I book all my um, hotels through booking.com, always have. You know, that's who I check and you can actually filter to make sure you have those things. But the key, absolute key, 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 important thing you need to consider is where you are going to stay when you're in London. And just remember, you've got to get from that accommodation to the main site. And then after a long day of sightseeing, you've got to get yourself back to your accommodation. And also, you know what, stay somewhere where there's lots of things going on and, and enjoy the actual, the whole atmosphere. Think about restaurants, because obviously some areas is going to be more places to eat than others. So if you, the further out you go, it might be a little bit more difficult to kind of fit that in, find a corner shop, find somewhere to eat. Um, and, you know, after a long day, do you really want that hassle? So that's just an important thing to think about. Again, when you're flying into whichever airport, if you're flying to Heathrow or Gatwick um, or one of the other London airports, think about how you're going to get into the city. This is something that I plan meticulously because after a flight, I am stressed, I'm tired. I don't want to have to think about how I'm going to get to my accommodation. So really, again, this is an important thing when you think about where your accommodation is, when you know which airport you're flying into, how are you going to get from the airport to your accommodation? So plan that. For me, there's nothing better than walking out of the arrivals and having somebody with my name on it, because then I know I can relax and I'm going to get taken to my accommodation. Yes, it may be a little bit more pricey, but you know what? The older I've got, the less I want to be hassled, to be honest. Um, when I talk about actually public transport, I did mention that earlier. Um, use public transport. Do not drive in London. Please do not drive in London. It's just not worth it. It's really stressful. If you're not used to driving on the left-hand side, 
it's add that to to the mix as well. But you know, I don't drive in London. I used to drive in London. 25, 30 years ago, I drove in London. Would I drive in London now? No, it couldn't pay me enough. Could not pay me enough to drive in London. You're hiring a car, get yourself outside of London and pick it up from an airport or, or a nearest town or city. Seriously, best way to do it. Don't drive in London. The rules, the fact that there's congestion charge, it's so slow. You don't need to. Public transport is the way to get around. So obviously you've got the tube, you've got the bus, you've got Uber bo- boats to get yourself down the Thames. So you've got options. I'm not going to talk in this podcast about the Oyster card versus contactless, which is the way that you pay to get around by public transport. I'm not going to talk about that because I have talked about that in previous episodes, in episode 24. And also um, there's plenty of articles on the website about using public transport and whether Oyster card versus contactless. It's a hugely emotive subject. Honestly, it, in our Facebook group, it's, it's, people have strong Strong feelings about one way or the other, and I'd just say to you, read our article and make your own mind up for what works for you. Next thing I would suggest is to download apps. So we use CityMapper, TFL Go, London BusPal. They are all excellent apps to help you get around the city. I have got an article about best uh, apps, and I'm going to put one together for Apps for London as well, which I will link to in the show show notes. But seriously, download the apps before you get there. And that they will help you get around the city without any problems. And to be honest, when I, you know, most people will say they were a bit nervous about traveling around London using public transport. But once you've used the tube a few times, you know what? It's really easy. It's not hard. It really isn't. It's just that you're not used to it. It's obviously that kind of, you know, ooh, bit of nervousness about it. But once you've done it a few times, seriously, it'd be absolutely, absolutely fine. So I did not uh, say earlier about um, booking things like tickets and tours before you go, but also think about um, if you're interested in afternoon tea or particular restaurants, uh, if you're going and if, you know, they're popular, just make sure that you do book in advance because they will get booked up. Um, Restaurants, obviously there's so many in London. I can't even, I couldn't even imagine how many there are in London actually, but you do need to, if there's a particular one that you want to go to, do book ahead. This even for me, I mean, I love going to the, um, Pick and cheese at the Seven Dials of Covent Garden. That's one of my favourites. But you have to book. Book it. So then you you know you're not going to get there and be, oh, no, sorry, you're fully booked. Um, so do some research. I am putting together an article about where different places to eat in London, which also goes into some of the different, some of the um, independent and chain restaurants and cafes that you can find. Because I know it's something that we get asked about all the time, you know, best place for fish and chips, best place for a Sunday roast, that sort of thing. So that's all going to be in that article. We all, I also have just published an article about London food, which goes into the different types of food that I recommend that you try when you're in London. Um, the other thing I'd say as well is um, you, there are lots of um, independent and uh, chain restaurants and uh, cafes. So um, you can you know pop in and try some of those. Again, I'll be, be listing those, but some like Café Nero, Pret a Manger, those are very popular for like things like uh, coffee and ca- cakes and sandwiches, that sort of thing. Obviously, as well, you can um, go to a place like Tesco Express and Marks and Spencer's Simply Food, where you can get fantastic food. Marks and Spencer's is I absolutely love Marks and Spencer's. Um, you get fantastic sandwiches. You can get um, I've talked about them in the previous episode meal deals where you can get a sandwich, piece of fruit, pack of crisps, drink, whatever it is, put together, and they're on it for a certain price. So you select those items, take those to the till, and you get those for four, five, six, seven pounds, or however much it is. But they're put together, so that's a really good way to do lunch. And Marks and Spencer as well um, also has some fantastic ones for 
for evening meals as well. If you're staying in a um, in a in an apartment or similar accommodation, um, and you're going to make your own food. Uh, Market's also a great place for food. Borough Market, Camden, fantastic food there. Believe me, I hear quite often people weren't expecting the food in London to be great. I don't know why, because it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, food is brilliant. You will get food from all around the world, excellent food. Um, and people often say, I was so surprised. Um, I don't know. As I say, I don't know why. Food is amazing. So do book an afternoon tea if you want one. I have got a guide to afternoon teas. Fantastic afternoon teas, whether you want a classic afternoon tea or a themed afternoon tea. I'm waiting now for the Christmas afternoon teas to come out to see which ones I'm going to do at Christmas. Um, So you've got plenty of choice. Just do book ahead. The other thing I'm going to say, I guess number 14, I've been labeling them, but anyway, this is number 14. Do get out of the city. If you're in London for long enough, you know, do book a day out, at least a day trip out. If you're, you know, if you're there for a week, take a take a day trip trip out. So you can go out by train. There's Bath, Canterbury, Oxford, Cambridge. You know, you can even get to York, Liverpool, and yes, Paris are actually possible in a day. You could do all those places in a day. So you can do it by train, or you can do a tour. So obviously, you know, we partner. We have got some preferred partners uh, who who kind of specialise in in London and surrounds. So John England for south east of England, Victoria. Uh, Victoria from Cotswold Teacup Tours does obviously Cotswolds as it says, and Oz from My Taylor Tours who does um, London area. So if you want to go out to Bath, Stonehenge, um, you know they can take you out on a private day tour. Um, Oz will pick you up in London, but Victoria and John, if you, you just need to get out to them, but they will give you directions um, to get to them, so they can take you out on a private tour. Again, book ahead. Um, I will put links in to their uh, different companies in. The show notes as well. So that's basically, that's a quick rundown in 20 odd minutes of my 15 things you need to know to make the most of your trip to London. As I say, we've got a special offer at the moment on our um, ebook. So, you know, pop over to our uh, website and I'll put a link into that and use the code UKTP podcast for that $10 reduction in the cost of the ebook. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We absolutely love all the fantastic reviews we receive from everybody and we we're just happy that we are helping you make the most of your trip to the uk whether that's to london or wherever you're going to visit in the uk so do listen to it we've got loads of other podcasts to listen to do pop over to our, our websites and take a look uktravelplanning.com and londontravelplanning.com pop over and join our facebook group again uk uk travel planning in facebook so you have to it's a private group so you just have to apply to join um, otherwise, really, that's all I have to say for this week. Um, so all I want to say until next week is happy UK travel planning.